Presentation Podcast, Season 7, Episode 185. Our hosts ponder the question, what is a presentation designer? While this conversation is deep and insightful, I think it is even more exciting that everyone listening is going to be invited to share their one-line elevator pitch reply to the question, what do you do? Let's join our three hosts for the conversation. I'm Troy Collar from TLC Crave Services based in Southern California. Welcome to the Presentation Podcast. I'm Sandy Johnson with Presentation Wiz in Minneapolis, Minnesota. And I'm Nolan Haynes from Nolan Haynes Creative in Montclair, New Jersey. Okay, so as an introduction to this conversation, I'm going to start with a question. The question is in quotes, I'm a designer. So what does that mean? What do you do? Is it graphic design, motion design, presentation design, interior design? Design is such a broad term. The range of options for the statement are, they're staggering. So just focusing in on presentation design and the statement, let's let's refine it here a little. I am a presentation designer. Okay, that also has just a vast array of options as to what that person does. Uh, Are you intrigued with this intro? Stay with us and we're going to unpack what it can mean to be a presentation designer. Okay, I, I <laughs> thanks for hanging with me, guys. I know you're just totally like, okay, what are we gonna talk about here? No, we no, have an no. outline, folks. We gotta start with well, a- you've got, we start with, you've, got, you've got the first question. Yeah, yeah, we gotta start with the first question here, and, and it's a personal one here, and, and I thought it through, but do you label yourself as a presentation designer? I'll go last. <laughs> um, usually, most of the time, sometimes, not always. Um, often I'll start with designer or graphic designer. I mean, I don't know. Are we talking to like other designers? Or are we talking to like my neighbor who's like, right, and, and right. what do you do with, that you work at home? And Well, we're not talking at the presentation summit because right. it's kind of assumed at an event like that. Yeah, actually, sure. but you know, um, other conferences, other design conferences, you do have to kind of clarify what type of designer you are but i'm thinking more water cooler talk you know your your cocktail party because you know everybody heads to those i'm at so many cocktail parties yes um (laughs) i'll start with exactly Uh i'll start you know often with designer or graphic designer or i own a graphic design business that specializes in presentation and i sort of like you know i watch their eyes like I own a graphic design business. Do their eyes glaze over? Are they interested? Uh, that specializes in presentation. Because once you get to presentation, <laughs> then they're like, what? Like, yeah. what yeah. is that? Mm-hmm. So exactly. just coming right out with presentation designer sometimes is. Uh, I think I remember better. one title that you do not include. What's mm. that specialist? You don't oh, like. I don't like presentation specialist. specialist. I, I, I agree don't with like you. Presentation jockey. Oh, uh, remember that jockey. later. I got some notes on that. Oh, slide oh, jockey. No, is you not know in my you notes. do. You, I know, I know. Um, Sandy, what do you say, or what? What do you, uh, do you label yourself a presentation designer? I do, but after I use the word consultant, I say presentation mm. consultant because this I want to encompass the whole. Um, what environment that is presentation and not just focus on design. So I am a really good term, the environment, the whole thing. Yes. Environment. You know what? And I also have added in with certain clients, UX presentation consultant. So Mm -hmm. user experience um, in that I create things that allow people to have a better experience. So 
um, that's something to consider. I think that's a whole nother conversation. Probably not mm-hmm. our focus, but UX and UI is so confusing to mm-hmm. a large array of people, even people within design. Mm-hmm. Um, see, yeah. I wanted to start with this question because I've been thinking about how I should answer it for like, I don't know, the past 20 years. Uh, you know, presentation mm-hmm. designer is a niche and, and now a very awesome specialty niche I will throw in there. But, you know, I came from print design and print production. Then I went to large format signage design and we owned the equipment. So we actually produced all of our large format signage for our clients. So it was production there as well. Ironically, I did a lot of web design and motion graphics back in the day uh, when it was all pretty much hand coded or macromedia um, was the app of the of the, uh, the flavor of the of the decade there. And it was awesome. Um, and then Adobe took it um, anyways. But, you know, and, you know, with our VXP brand and all the virtual meeting and meeting planner tools, I'm kind of back to tons and tons of web design, very, very Hmm. specialized web design to the point where we don't even label it as web design. If you look at any of our, uh, any of our information, it's not like, Hey, we do web design. No, we, we build basically custom apps online, but they're all for virtual meetings. And then there is this 20 year passion of PowerPoint and visual design doing technical work, you know, kind of pushing PowerPoint as an app and computers to really amazing capabilities. Uh, you know, as a company, we do hundreds and hundreds of slides as part of presentation makeovers, which again is very much production work. So, you know, I don't know, maybe this conversation will be my therapy session and give me some clarity <laughs> as to what I should be calling myself finally. <laughs> Troy, I think you still have the, e- like, regardless of what you call it, what you do, I think it's easiest for you to describe the product at least for me, like, you know, when, when I mention you, I, mm-hmm. I'll say, oh, yeah, Troy, like, if you, you see a big product launch, like, in a huge auditorium, that's Troy. Like, he's mm-hmm. he's there. Like, all those huge screens and everything, like, he's designing that stuff. That I mean, that's kind of easy. Whereas, well, what do you mean a, a, a pitch deck for a keynote? Or, I don't know. It sometimes is a little more vague. Yeah. yeah, exactly. Well, so moving on. What is your one-liner or elevator pitch? I think elevator pitch um, answer when someone asks what you do. I'm just going to let Nolan word mine because that was awesome. (laughs) (laughs) What do you say, Nolan? Well, first of all, this question, I've said this before, but I I love uh, whenever – Whenever I ask uh, for somebody's elevator pitch, I always say, just know I'm getting off at the next floor. Yes, uh, yes, yes, yes. <laughs> um, I, oh, here's mine. I help people communicate with more visuals and fewer words. Ooh, nice. really? That's awesome. Because that, that, that that's includes awesome. – because I also, with a lot of my clients, I'm the – I'm the doesn't fit into any other bucket guy, like, because sometimes like, oh, we need to redesign our maps for like our, for driving directions for people to get to our, I was like, uh, yeah, sure, we'll, we'll do that. Like, mm-hmm. you know, we don't go to our web designer. That's not a print designer. Like, so that, you know, that becomes me or, hey, can you make these postcards for this or whatever? It's like, yeah, sure, whatever. So, um, yeah, so it in, in, encompasses more than presentation. How about, how about you, Troy? I, I kind of like that. I'm the catch-all. Uh, you know, I'm the bucket of all the other design stuff. That's me. Yeah. Um, so I have an official line. I do have it memorized. It's I'm I'm the co-founder of a design studio that focuses on presentation design, and we support AV production companies with an amazing virtual meeting app. That part is new oh, nice. as of COVID, which took yeah. me about a year to kind of figure out how do you describe this 
And it, you know, people are like, oh, you do Zoom. It's like, no, 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 we support the AV. So there was some thought into that. But, you know, I have I have a one liner, if you will. You know, I definitely, definitely do. Sandy, you started. What do you get to say? Well, my elevator pitch is modular, depending on how many floors we have to deliver it. <laughs> okay. Basically, I have to prioritize. I have mine memorized too, but it's, um, I open with as a certified woman-owned business enterprise, which is important in this day and age, maybe less important. I don't know. Um, I work with individuals and corporations across the globe to ensure that they PowerPoint responsibly. It is my goal each and every day to challenge my clients' preconceived notions about what they think PowerPoint can and cannot do for them. Doing so allows me to elevate their materials and presentations, essentially transforming their personal or corporate brands to a level never before achieved. I've heard you say the PowerPoint responsibly so many times, and I just love it every single time. I'm like, that is the phrase. I I use that most. Yeah, because if you had had to just... If you had just a few words, that's it. I help people PowerPoint responsibly. It's that one liner. Mm -hmm. That's my one floor. That's your one floor. (laughs) (laughs) I had to rethink that one floor deal. Uh, How about this? Without any definitions or anything, what would you say your niche within presentation design is? niche. Oh, goodness. That makes me rethink what I, (laughs) I mean, generally I, I say I'm a presentation consultant and designer. Um, okay. so I, again, I was talking about the entire environment. I'll, I'll, let me think about the niche part a little bit more. That's hard. I, uh, mm-hmm. I, I'm, I'm one of the good ones. No, that's, uh, <laughs> yes, that's you are. No, Indeed. No, no. Uh, that's, uh, I don't know. My niche is, I guess, probably training at the end of the day, but in terms of actual design, I might just say visual communication, but that's, that's like too wide open. I don't really have an answer to this. Uh, that's, that's a hard question for me. What is, well, I don't know. You tell me what's my niche. Yeah, help. I, I mean, you are a, a leading trainer in the industry. And um, I see, I was waiting for Nolan to say, do I do design or do I do training? Because you talk about both interchangeably in, because yes. you handle them both at a very high professional high level, level. Very sophisticated. So, and it's. Maybe yeah. it's like Sandy saying you're modular. Depending on who I'm talking to, I'll talk about <laughs> yeah, training. But like, or- I mean, if somebody's like going to seek out, you know, training like yeah like that's me if so like I, I don't necessarily even though okay i consider i think my, designer I, though <sighs> well well yeah but I, I consider myself a good designer but i don't know like if that's my unique selling proposition compared to other good designers like i mm. if that makes sense okay like, it, like i can i a lot that's of a different oh yeah that's a your selling proposition may be different you have a we all three have a completely unique niche when we compare ourselves to graphic designers in general Right, sure. of course. Yeah. And see, and, I actually play on that a lot. I say, mm-hmm. I, I, I used to say, and I stay this in conversation a lot. It's like I'm a graphic designer, I'm a visual graphic designer. PowerPoint is the canvas where we put all the design the, work. The tool I use to, to. Yeah, and yep. I think that really kind of, especially in the early days, it kind of helped, kind of ease into the fact that you know I don't do blue background with yellow bullets, um, or yellow headlines and a bunch of bullets. You know, it's like can't, PowerPoint is the canvas for everything. Um, I guess I should probably answer this question. So, um, what do you focus on in your niche? I would say production and technical design is the primary focus. Indeed. That's or, what I can I'll see that. that later, but. but I want I want to add an idea. We the three of us are MVPs. There are maybe forty in the world with the designation of our award. Um, if you that's kind of nichey, isn't it? Yeah. 
Mm-hmm. And so we're not just MVPs, but we have the techni- we yes, we have the technology with the design and we put that together. It also means we're, I mean, MVP program for Microsoft means you are willing to help the others larger mm-hmm. population of users, not just the technical people, not just the Microsoft people. It's like mm-hmm. we put out information and that's one of their big, big goalposts that they kind of made, you know, a couple of years back. They're like, mm-hmm. no, no, just let's refocus this, folks. It's about helping our bigger user base. And I think we all accomplish that. Well, this podcast is this podcast just a does. direct tangent mm-hmm. of that. I would do this anyways. But, you know, my blog you know, was started for that reason. Basically, so I mean, we've said this before, but you know, all MVPs come at the program, you know, adding something sort of different. And yes, I, from that perspective, I've always said, you know, I'm a designer and and a Mac user and a data vis- data visualizer. So that mm-hmm. those are sort of the things that I bring to it. Other people bring more technical things. Other people bring programming things. Um, but anyway, so all right, so it sounds like we work on we we definitely work on you know completely different types of stuff and. Uh, this is a, a hard and pretty open question, but we tried to put together a list of some broad presentation design specialties sort of in general, I guess. Sandy, do you want to sort of read out some of those? Oh, sure, sure. Should I just like blurt? Yeah, give or, us a yeah. If I forget anything, let me know. Um, slide design for corporate presentations. Again, pretty open in and yeah, of itself, yeah. but okay. Slide design for pitch and sales presentations, startup mm-hmm. funding. That They're very much niche. There are definitely yeah. some... some people who just really good at that and get paid a lot. (laughs) Exactly. It's a communication Uh, cycle. You know, you're like, Hey, here's what the message, it's a different audience, different communication cycle. Okay. Yeah. Yep. But I like seeing that, that, that that's a niche that people are like, Nope, I I just do startup decks. Mm -hmm. Okay, cool. Exactly. Someone we, we can refer business to, (laughs) um, slide design for financial communications that I do tons of those, (laughs) um, internal organization communication, Entertainment. That's a fun break I get to do now and then. Um, I, used, hub- I used to do a lot of that upfronts. Yeah. Like that. yeah. I don't even know what that means. No one. <laughs> <laughs> that's well, it's actually that, Troy, that's been, uh, that apparently is still around. I was just talking with uh, a friend of mine who used to work in that that industry. Anyway, that's like when they announce the new shows. Oh, oh I that's get it. You know, I'm making a little list for folks that can't see. I'm making a little <laughs> list. Here's my handwritten. And I just put on there product launches. I haven't heard that yet. Yes. Like literally, because yeah, we a do good one. product launches is a very, it's a very high, high art form, but there's got to be a lot of information. It also generally gets legal review because you're launching a product and you can't say things outside of Mm-hmm. what the legal team says. So there's, right. there's some parameters. So anyways, I put, I did put product launches on my notes just to tag in there. Nolan. Good one. Sorry. Keep going. Um, well, I, you know, there's the, um, template development. Mm-hmm. Oh yeah. yeah. That's we, a- all do that. we all do that in varying levels of subjugation, depending on the corporate, I say culture and how people use templates. You can only train so much. Um, <laughs> Learning and development. I'm not so, I do some of that, but that's not my favorite area. We can say that's training as well. Yeah. Or yeah. is that the type of, or like build the presentations for L and D, like, yeah, both like training. Oh, yeah. yeah. That, that's the, the whole thing that then gets into like articulate and all those other programs. Mm-hmm. And things mm-hmm. like that. You know, it's, it's interesting. You're, you're starting to list off some of these things. And some of these things are the things that I just say no to. Mm-hmm. Like, do you do this? And they're like, oh, do you do, you know, articulate, you know, training modules? Like, nope. 
Yep. We oh. gave up our subscription a while ago and we just handed off to some other people now. The two of you are not them, by the way. Um, so don't call them. But uh, yeah. <laughs> okay. I, I mean, a really, really niche one is digital signage. Yes. Digital yeah. signage. And there are a couple of companies that focus on PowerPoint yeah. slides into digital signage. But our I Kurt. literally list that yeah. as part of ours because we do so much digital signage at events where there are 16 by 9 monitors generally in, um, wait, landscape portrait view the tall view and we do we have a whole digital signage system but we design everything in powerpoint and people are amazed they're like wait those are slides well, I'm like yeah that's not just you i mean like a lot of the signage you see in hotels and restaurants and stuff like that's powerpoint i mean it oh yeah doesn't look like it but it's that's that's the authoring software. i've done some of that in a corporation to match the template that i've built for powerpoint they say can you do this signage as an as an off um that is an off that leads me to think about social media Oh, definitely. I got a few yep. examples about that. Mm -hmm, mm -hmm. I only as a in sync with something else that I'm working on. How about medical presentations? Medical yeah, stuff. Kind of a whole world. You're big it. in that, Troy. <laughs> it also gets even more detailed because um, there are medical writers, and medical writers know all of the. I mean, there's like a whole another. You know, you know, we have the book of punctuation, which I generally try to avoid. But mm. then in medical writing. There are not only is it medical terms, but there are, you know, footers, references have to be done in a certain formula. Mm -hmm. And uh, and we are not medical writers, but we know all of those rules. So mm -hmm. generally we can take a first pass and the medical writer just kind of breezes through. We make the medical writer's life a lot easier, I like to hope. But mm -hmm. it's such an easy but then you've got you've got medical for product, med med devices, you've got um medical procedures. Uh, we do a lot of work with a couple of um, hospital organizations. So we're on their like HR, admin, sales, you know, but it's a whole nother, it's like a niche within a niche. So it may be a sales information meeting for medical industry, but it's like they have their own rules. So yeah, we do a lot across the board in medical. So yes, I think those are, I think that's a huge niche, but it even has niches within it. Yeah, exactly. You mentioned product launches. Um, oh, yeah. Yep. How about motion graphics? Yeah, not all. I mean, not always. I mean, often not done in PowerPoint, um, but still presentational. Yeah. I yeah. Guess. I don't know. It, now, we actually list that, but we also just say we do motion graphics and we may be doing it in After Effects. We may be doing an animator. Mm -hmm. We may be doing it in. Uh, and, and we do a lot in PowerPoint, actually. We actually create whole modules and we just hand off the export of video to be put into it. Like, yeah, we did motion graphics. We don't even tell them yeah, it's like PowerPoint. Synapsis Creative used to do a lot of that stuff. Exactly. Um, oh, I have to find the name of the gentleman on LinkedIn who is just amazing with creating motion graphics in PowerPoint and the video games that have been created with PowerPoint. I mean, pure 100% PowerPoint. That is their tool of choice. Yeah, really, we do a really lot of kinetic tech, kinetic, you know, fast moving text mm -hmm. and stuff. It's just faster mm -hmm. in PowerPoint and it works so much easier. And we already have the brand guides kind of built in. Anyways, yeah, motion yes. graphics are huge, but I don't know if people label that as a PowerPoint design no, specific thing. And you can do the same thing in Keynote, by the way, because Keynote's video export is great. You don't do that in Google Slides. Right. So vector graphics, I would say I almost exclusively use PowerPoint presentation to create vector graphics. I, I've I been using it more and more for SVGs because we do, yes. like, like I said, that whole other wing of web development that we're into. A lot of SVGs. And yeah, I've been using, actually, I, I will find myself opening 
PowerPoint just modifying and exporting the SVG instead of going to Illustrator more and more. I, so I, I just found out the solution to dealing with compound paths in mm. PowerPoint. I don't know if this was, if everyone else knew this, but so I mean, so I should save this for a tip, but you know how um, sometimes you'll break an SVG apart and you get a compound path? Yes. Instead of pieces. And you're, so a, if you don't know, a compound path is like multiple objects, but it's all one together. You can't like like ungroup oh, them. Ungroup it. Yep. And it's so frustrating. And this happens with charts sometimes when you paste as net SVG and all the bars. And that's when I go to Illustrator to break right. it well, apart. But, but you can you use merge shapes. So let's yeah. say you have the you have the, the compound path. You put a rectangle behind it, you do fragment oh. or subtract or something. And then it becomes individual pieces and their oh really? compound path goes away. Duh. That's I, awesome. I, I know. I figured it out the other day and I was like, why didn't I realize? I guess okay, you can't no, control you which ones break apart, but then you could rejoin them. Wait, that's really I don't making notes. Can you rejoin notes? them? Well, why would you want them back in a compound? Uh, sometimes you don't want, like if you had a star with an extra little, you know, you don't, If I'm assuming if you break it apart, you would literally end up with. You know, every single line element would be its own, but maybe you yeah. wanted a few of those to be animated together. You know, yeah. I'm thinking more for animation. I'm thinking motion graphics now that we just talked about it. But, uh, you know, I'm thinking the animation route, and sometimes you want things broken apart further. But that's, I'm going to take a compound one. Yeah. Oh, really? So I just did that the other day because I, I pasted a, a bar chart as an SVG and I got my compound paths again. I was like, mm. oh, I hate this. I want it. And then I was like, wait a minute. And I tried it and I had individual rectangles and it was great. So anyway, so I interrupted you, but uh, I thought I want Oh no, good that. stuff. That's, yeah, way to go. Okay, storyboards, mood boards. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. 100%. Well, okay, wait, I got I to gotta go on that. Now, now yeah. my turn to interrupt. So no, we, cool. we did, I haven't worked for this particular company for a while and it's not because I wouldn't like to, it's just hasn't worked into the schedule. We did storyboards, but they were basically the the informational large automotive product launches. And we would literally have, you know, go to the uh, the rendering guys and say, okay, show me the stage, you know, give me a 3D model. This one is using 3D models more in PowerPoint. And we would not only create a storyboard of the meeting flow, but we would animate it. So it was a motion graphic storyboard to explain the flow of this meeting to all these executives. Here's what you're spending, you know, $1.9 million for. It's because you're going to walk on stage. This door is going to raise. This car is going to come out. And it wouldn't be static. We would literally do, I mean, in Mad Men, it would have been the cool, you know, presentation with the big, you know, the big art boards, you know, flipping mm-hmm. down and making the big thing. We did it all on slides and the, you know, the owner of the company would go through and walk everybody through, but they were like literally an entire project. Uh, our, our team would get hired into the project to do just the informational storyboards because they cool. were like an entire process. Mm-hmm. So it could be you know, more than just whatever you think of storyboards. It can be more or it could be simpler. It could go Madman or it could go Jetsons. <laughs> Madman or Jetsons. <laughs> I love it. Well, I- I, I have education on my list and I'm that's def- huge. Is that, I, that's kind of training again, or what are you thinking education would include? Um, I don't know. I mean, uh, not exactly sure. Um, education can be like internal education. I guess that's L and D mm-hmm. that's um, yeah. Or educators. But educators yeah. need different skills. I mean, think about, um, I'm thinking of our past and, you know, how do you put, uh, uh, scientific equations into slides because you're doing, you're explaining a formula. It's not, you know, there, there's a lot of extra elements there. That oh, then, within I mean, the then there's, there's scientific presentations. Too. Oh, maybe yes. scientific's yeah. where I'm thinking. Yes. Yeah. 
Okay. That is, that should be, that should be I, on our list. By the way, if I, I've, I've mentioned this book before, but if you do scientific presentations or have to, uh, the craft of scientific presentations by Michael Alley is Alley, 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 Awesome. Um, that's the book you need. That's Could you fantastic. put that in our show notes? I need a, a travel book. Maybe I'll make that my, one of my new, one of my next ones. Oh, read, read something, read something fun. On I, just, <laughs> on yeah, really? Really? Highlighting is good on airplanes. Um, yeah. you know, Sandy, I would add to your list. Mm-hmm. Wait, we're, is, are we, yeah, you good? go for it. I would add to your list. There are corporate live events, you know, with big stages and big screens. They're they're obviously my passion, but they're they're a very specialized type of design where a lot of the design rules can be different. I mean, you got to realize, you know, if I'm designing a presentation for you on your screen, great. If I'm designing, you know, I could use huge fonts. I could do eighty point fonts to make a big point. But if I'm putting that exact same presentation on a a thirty foot tall by you know seventy foot wide screen, and that eighty foot font suddenly looks like it's going to be literally 19 feet tall and it looks like it's going to fall over and crush the presenter on stage. I'm going to tone that back. You know, there, there's, a, there's an environmental element. Mm-hmm. There's also guidelines or site sight lines. You know, sometimes you got to think through things and a lot of times the stage, the, the projection or the led wall goes to the stage. Well, I'm not going to run content to the very bottom of the slide because literally the bottom of the slide is somebody's ankles. There's just, you know, again, there are environmental. I think it's a very niche area. Mm-hmm. Um, it's a fun place to work with lots of you know things. And, and I think as far as a company, we're also in that fun place where, Nolan, I, I might have to create a cartoon here. We're, we're that catch-all bucket. Digital signage, storyboards, motion graphics, you know, that things that sometimes go into larger projects, but we get asked to do them. Yeah, mm-hmm. yeah, we do those. Cool. Good. Okay, so let's let's move on. Um, and talk about titles for presentation designers. You know, are we talking production, creative, technical, CD, AD? I mean, it would be a great before and after because I don't think people had business cards. Chief chief slide officer. Yeah. (laughs) In the old days, exactly. Ours ours does say presentation design on it, but we actually gave nobody titles. Um, Mm -hmm. Our our titles were lead designer, designer, you know, assistant designer. You know, they didn't, they didn't talk about that, but okay. So I had some fun with this one from our notes. So this was in the notes and, and I hope this is where you plan to go with, with this idea. (laughs) Um, I did a search. I just went online. I typed in presentation design job titles. And these are all job postings that are available right now. So these are online listings and they all have either PowerPoint, Google Slides, Keynote. I think one of them said Canva, you know, as their connection, but it was in the, you know, presentation software was also in the job description. So I got the top 10 Mm. that I found. Okay. Presentation design consultant. And that's what people are saying. I need a presentation design consultant. I need a presentation design manager which I thought was interesting because that could be content management more than the actual oh. presentation design. I mean, there's there's a lot of content as that needs to go into it. It could also be like on large corporate templates. We sometimes assign one of our people to not be the designer, but to manage the guidelines and continuously look at the template and all the layouts and the assets and make sure we're aligned with that. So we kind of give that as a, a sub, like, hey, we need a proof checker. So Troy? I was kind of curious. Yes. Well, sometimes presentation manager goes into the retail business and setting up displays and things. So uh, mm. I, I think of anything with a manager as having a team. So I could see where it would be relevant in our world as managing a team of 
presentation designers. But some I've also run into it when I've searched that that ends up being a retail title. <laughs> That's an interesting one. Oh, mm -hmm. like visual presentation. Okay, again, yep. this one had PowerPoint, Google Slide. They had some presentation software connected to it. Okay. Um, senior presentation designer, and that was like a times three. You know, that was that was in mm -hmm. several. Um, and people, you know, need to look. You know, when you're hiring somebody, you go look at what other titles are out there, job listings. So that one was a big one. Senior presentation designer, and the biggest one presentation specialist that was like nine times more than all the others Yay. so you know the one that were yeah they, they didn't say slide jockey on any of mm -hmm. them though multimedia designer graphic designer business analyst dash presentation specialist i thought that was very Ooh. good this is saying we need a presentation mm -hmm. specialist in a niche you know you need to know business basically um program assistant for powerpoint and presentations thought that was an interesting title mm -hmm. marketing presentation specialist visual presentation specialist so there's 10 of them i found that are online right now if you just search presentation design titles okay that's a good start you know what i did was i went to the presentation guild um state of the industry report that was a really smart idea why didn't i think of that that would well, be a lot no. easier it's a little i like that you came up Do with a list lose? um so the report only addresses the top five position titles and the title designer was self-reported by 30% of the respondents. So remember for context, this report is the result of a survey to the presentation industry. So people come back and, and they include designer in their title. I probably um, this, included that in my yeah, answer. Yeah, exactly. But this year, the report also broke out the top five job descriptors where 32% report that they include presentation in their job title. Hmm. Okay. But there's something. So yeah. Anyway, what I found interesting, of course, I dug deeper that in these job descriptors, the use of presentation in their job title has decreased by 14%. I just think that's weird from the previous what's, report. What's being used? Hmm. Yeah. Graphic and creative have increased by 25 and 50% oh, respectively. Okay. So the, the guild says that this is a substantial or that that our presentationists are tasked with more than just presentation work. I wonder if it's because there are more generalist graphic designers getting involved in the industry. And there's, well, I guess, and they just haven't focused on presentation yet as a title. That's, that's really fascinating because <laughs> I think we talk about this. I look through my notes here. I, I have this whole thing about, um, you know, people in, in larger corporates where they're in the design or communication department, because those are generally the two I see that take on presentation design. And I think the design is like an added thing. Oh, you guys also need to do this. Well, we're also listed as a preferred vendor by lots and lots of our larger corporate clients. And they give us a call like, hey, we need to do this now. I think it's like just an add-on. Like, yeah, you guys do visual design. You should do this, especially mm -hmm. when it comes to templates. We make it very well known. You create the look, we'll create the template because there are technical stuff that right. you don't have the time to figure out. And if you distribute this, you will have the headaches going on for years of people not being able to fully leverage this program. I mean, there's a lot of good things. People just don't know how to use it. Um, okay. I, I, so let's see. How do I transition us? Let me, let me say this. I identify with production design. Mm -hmm. So 
It's not going to be in my job title, but it's the type of design work I really like. It's it's very much the nuts and bolts. It's the getting things done, and and I really love it. I love checking things off that they're done. Mm-hmm. And production design is literally a checklist of things to do. You know, are the slide titles are aligned? Are all the footers good? Is this on the right template? Is there are there extra master layouts that have been you know Frankenstein created that we need to streamline? Hey, every slide when you get done, it's a check mark to me. You know. 90 slides. I think I did 90 things today. You know, <laughs> you know, I, I, I really do. So, you know, here, here's the question though. I have a question not related to job titles, but related to work. What is your happy place? Is it creative design? Is it aligning design to brand standards? Is it technical presentation projects like, you know, content that will be converted to the e-learning exported to video used for digital signage made for, you know, so Anyways, happy place for design. Happy place when you open up PowerPoint. What type of project do you really, really want to do? First try. I think you were the kind of kid that really liked getting the stars on your homework and your tests. I get the little stickers. He has stars all over the (laughs) gold stars. I had to know that there was a test happening to get it. Um, anyway, so it's a good question. Um, I mean, I'll uh, I'll tell you what it's not for me. It is not pit my happy places. Not pitches and new business. Um, <laughs> if I never do another new business pitch uh, oh. in my life, I will be happy. Um, but I really like working one on one with a presenter when they're putting together a personal talk, something that they have a passion about. You know, whether it's a keynote or you know something internal or whatever. But just just really working one on one with with somebody where they're really trying to tell their story, trying to figure out what do I include? What, you know, how, how do I, and I always push them to make it more personal and that, that really, and, th- and then again, just solving those problems of whether it's like, okay, maybe we don't need a slide here. Maybe we don't, you know, we don't need bullet points. We don't need this. Just, you know, we're just going to black the screen out, you know, just tell the story. Um, and I was just, uh, I was actually just telling, just talking to my, um, my uh, sister-in-law last night, who's this, you know, you know, New York Times bestselling uh, author, and she she's she presents all the time. And when she first started going out on this stuff, she she told me last night she was like, "I'll never forget." Like when when I was first putting this together, I showed it to you, and you gave me some feedback. And it, the feedback was more stories. Mm-hmm. And and she's like, "I think about that every time I go up." It's like awesome. Okay, I'm just need to tell stories. Like I don't need. I don't think she even uses slides all that often anyway. But anyway, Sandy, what about you? Well, I'm. I'm exactly with you on that. That's my f- absolute favorite one-on-one start to finish project. And my most rewarding is when you get to see that presenter actually deliver the baby. I mean, it is it is so rewarding. Um, and uh, of course, you see the mistakes you made along the way when you do, <laughs> when you're at that point. But it's just really a great. You see them, not the audience. The no, audience. the audience truly does not. Then, and, and I it's a typo. Then everybody notices it. Oh no, just things you would have done differently. But I have to. Just a minute, okay. <clears throat> but I have to admit that I love being in production mode. Hmm. I love getting things done, like Troy, uh, on my project calendar, and I don't mind being. Oh gosh, I in slide jockey mode sometimes because then I don't have to think. My brain does design automatically. Mm-hmm. And it's, I love, I love to see what happens after I get a slide cleaned up, redesigned. And usually it's not just a clean up, it's a redesign. And that is just so rewarding. 
But Troy, you said something about technical design. And with the big shows you do, I would put you in the creative mode. But tell me what you're meaning by technical presentation design. Um. I was kind of using that as a lead in. I mean, I like production design. I love just getting things done. I mean, I absolutely love being the creative, like here, here's your blank canvas. Here's a bunch of assets. Here's the script, create visuals that will support it. Those are amazing, fun projects. And, mm-hmm. uh, and it, it's ones where you can't bill hourly, um, because it looks bad when you say, yes, I just spent nine hours on this slide. You know, oh. And that's, that's not uncommon, you know, between photo work and, uh, and, you know, multiple layouts and creating custom elements and, uh, maybe it's video editing, you know, all this stuff, it can, it's not unrealistic to have that happen in large environments. If I did that for a medical production uh, thing, mm-hmm. we just got a, we just got another one in it's, it's a consortium of doctors and we get their, we get their slides for every single one of their talks. They, all the doctors send us their slides and we put them all on the same template and we shoot them back to them. They also give us tons of charts that are not color aligned. There's some are just images. So we're doing recreates, which is, you know, so at least they visually look um, together. If, if we charge nine hours for a slide, they would, we would be, it would not be a 20 year, uh, they're not a 20 year. It would not be a, a very long client because they're like, yeah, this is not going to work. Mm-hmm. You know, we have a maximum. So there it's production. You know, so we just got to do what's needed to get it done so they all look consistent. And there's very different levels. But on the technical side, I was actually kind of thinking more of, I was thinking of me with the digital signage because we've been doing a fair amount of that. It's very technical. You know, you got to understand where these physical units are going to be, if there's any sightline issues. But I was also thinking, Sandy, of you, specifically, I thought you'd bring up the fact like nonlinear, you know, hyperlinked navigation okay. ones. I think that's a very technical element. It's not just slides. There's another layer of uh, interactivity to it and technical stuff. So I get it. I get it. And I love that challenge. Um, I think as a group here, our understanding of what PowerPoint in that technical challenge is, is what it can do to elevate a presentation beyond the design. You know, I got a good example on this, okay. actually. Now that I think about this, we recently, we have this ongoing project and, and we're done with it for now, but it'll cycle back to us in a couple of months for updates. We create templates, PowerPoint templates that the, the goal is to export social media images or videos or GIFs. Um, and the PowerPoint templates encompass, you know, the color scheme, the, the branding fonts, the branding elements, um, and, and then what they're set up for so that anybody in their marketing department in this case can literally open that template. They put in the elements and they literally will have, when they export to ping or to whatever mm-hmm. format they need, they'll have a Facebook, LinkedIn, Instagram, whatever ready uh, image or asset, I should say. Um, and it's going to be on corporate branding and we'll have, you know, some of them had preset animations so that things automatically, you know, create again, the GIF type of thing. Mm-hmm. So, you know, that's a very technical thing. And it we know is. it'll cycle back because one, they do different marketing campaigns and two, none of the social media companies ever stay the same aspect. They, they're like, Oh, now our new image size is this. We're like, okay, yeah. we'll just redo all those projects. <laughs> did they, why do they do that? Do they change that? Cause phone screens change slightly. I'm on the board of uh, Guaranteed Work, and uh, they they do that. (laughs) (laughs) Hey, I have a question about a very small technical capability that PowerPoint has, and I have yet to determine if I think it works. And that's the automated date update in footers. You mean for the year? For the year. I actually have have a... 
I haven't tried it really. I haven't been. I think I just did a block. Yes, it does. But it because but sometimes it does and sometimes it doesn't. And I'm wondering what I'm doing differently. So that's a technical thing that I think we bring to the picture. And yes, I would say 50% of the time it's worked for me. But is it do I make it in the slide master or do I have to do it in every single layout? You know, no, I, on the slide master. Yeah. And I, I actually just did a blog post or it's coming out because I pre-write some of them. Okay. Um and uh and uh a year. And the reason I did the post is because of the way, um, okay, I'm searching the blog and I'm not this finding it. This is guaranteed it. work, by the way, if you don't <laughs> understand it. But yeah. Um, no. And the reason I wrote the blog post is because the way it's implemented, when you go into PowerPoint, you go into the header footer section, mm-hmm. the way it's labeled, it's not like automatically update the year. I can, now I can't find it and I'm not, I don't have PowerPoint open. It, it was, it, I don't think it's a, in, in your, I don't think it's a good UI implementation. Mm-hmm. The user interface, or would that be UX? I don't think it's labeled for what yes. it is, and how you set it up I. not <laughs> um, is not intuitive to me. Um, yeah, there is that, but I just wondered about its I've, ability we have work, to work we do, consistently. We do. It's all based on the computer. I mean, it's going to yeah. pull the date from the computer. Yeah. Okay. That would be an interesting one. if you put it online. It should use the a web clock. I don't know the answer to this. I've okay. never thought about it. Well, anyway. I, I don't have a problem with it. And we've never had people come back to us saying it's broken. We usually get a lot of I like, that's either, amazing. But, but, you just, know, we're coming up at the end of the year. So, you know, January roll around mm-hmm. and we're going to get a lot of emails. I'm hoping for them or I expect them. Mm-hmm. From, I say, hey, this thing updated. Thanks. But we also need to do these updates is generally yes. what happens. There you go. <laughs> that's an interesting one. Well, okay. where, where do you go with uh, uh, technical? Anything you would think of, Sandy or Nolan? before we kind of, well, yeah, oh, how no, do you I, technical presentation design? Where does it, what, what, what's, what do you guys think of? What, what do I think? What, what do I think of in terms of, I mean, there's not like, do you think it's good or bad? Like, you know, <laughs> Hey, these are things that, you know, PowerPoint design, design, design presentation yeah. design is such a broad thing. And, you know, when I tell people I do technical design, I can usually back it up by saying, you know, so that big yeah, I mean, I, I, I mean, I use the term like there's like under the hood, like there's a yes. lot of stuff. I mean, it comes in a lot with with mm-hmm. template design. Um, there's a lot. And like Sandy said, like I, I do occasionally like getting into production mode and, you know, turning on a show or, you know, turning on music and just sort mm-hmm. of like going through my, you know, when I do templates, I have like 180 point checklist and I'm <laughs> like, yeah, there, there you go, Troy. I'm like you. I got, I got my checklist. I'm mm-hmm. like, check, 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 check. And yeah, it's, it's not, I, I mean, I think any designer and I, I've talked about this, you know, with a, a lot, it's my bugaboo with, you know, graphic designers coming out of school. They don't understand the technical, you know, you know, aspects of using Adobe and, and things like that. So I, I just think it's, I think it's crucial that any designer has got to, you know, be able to open up the hood of the car too. Um, but um, anyway, so I mean, well, I mean, let's here, let's sh- let's shift a little bit. Um, I mean, we're we're independent, obviously, we're, work for ourselves. Um, w- I mean, what about designers within other organizations? You know, is their role strictly presentation design? Is it just one of the many graphic design tasks? Um, I mean, I think it's going to depend on the organization. But Sandy, like, how do, how do you see um, that that person that that works in presentation and in a well, larger? organization. I kind of had the experience having been had various contractor roles for for periods of times within organizations where you're treated more like an employee. And that sounds like a bad word in this context, but it I think it takes a lot longer to build a level of trust 
between someone who needs presentation design and being the designer than we have as consultants. We're brought in as experts every single time. When you're a cons- when you're a contractor, it's almost like yes, well, you're employee. So typically, the presentation role internally is seen as a support role versus a partner role, where the internal client, I think, kind of thinks of themselves as knowledgeable about slide design as the. De- as knowledgeable as the designer, Mm -hmm. but they just want the slide to look better. They need to get it done tomorrow with tons of content and willingness to not with little willingness to delete any of the tons of content. Does that sound like a rant? (laughs) No, that that's why I left my last agency job was um, because the the role shifted from partner to internal partner to support. Mm -hmm. And I was like, this is untenable anymore. Mm -hmm. So and I think there that, is a role for that. There is a role yeah. for that, but it's just not where we want to be. And that's what I've experienced. Okay. Well, I have the opportunity to work alongside many corporate staff. You know, they're they're a part of a large organization mm-hmm. and we're just brought in as a as a you know an add-on to a project. And and they're in the again, I think I said this up front, is they're in the designer communication departments. Um, for one particular company, they're in packaging. Um, design, you know, it's a, it's a niche, you know, so they're, they're in a department for their company, but many of the designers who are incredible designers, they know good slide design, but it's not in their job title. So they get given those projects and it's almost like become an add on element. It's probably not in their job description. It's probably not in, well, they probably put it in their CV because I think it's a highly sought after skill now, but there aren't many companies where presentation design is assigned as their primary task on the whole. I mean, I know I can think of, I can think of four five, six people at least where that's what they do. They do presentation design and and for the most part, they do it really, really well. And that's their job. And as far as I know, that's what they do day in, day out for the company. But uh, the the larger group of people I know that work for companies, it's like an add-on. It's not like their primary focus. It may not mm-hmm. have been what they are hired for, but it's what they've grown into. Um, so yeah, the, and I, that's what the guild confirmed. That you know, twenty-five oh. and twenty-five percent are graphic designers, and fifty percent are creative uh, di- directors or designers. So they, uh, of the people that responded to the survey, that means there's a substantial portion of presentationists. That, do other things. I mean, up to 50%. That's a lot. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. That's like half. Mm-hmm. <laughs> <laughs> Three college degrees, not a single math course, folks. Oh, I can figure God. that one out. Oh, that's awesome. That's awesome. <clears throat> okay. Well, we got to, we got to transition into. I can talk about education and cred- yeah. credentials. Um, oh, that's a good transition. Yep. Yeah. Are there, or what, Credentials are expected for someone to call themselves a presentation designer. Fortunately, no math courses are required for that degree, so I qualify. (laughs) (laughs) Well, I think we've talked about this one before, but um, yeah, I mean, the we all come at this from different things. There is no, there still is no presentation design um, uh, degree or or course of study. I'm even kind of unaware of any real presentation design classes. I know. Occasionally, some MBA uh, classes have you know presentation courses, but you know, and those are going to be geared are, towards business communication yeah. more mm-hmm. than the skill set of how do you present. And I don't know if those people actually create 
slides that align with really all the principles of good communication, but they have an understanding. So I, I do have an interesting one here, um, Sandy or, or Nolan, based on mm-hmm. Sandy, based on your question, but Nolan's based on what you said. Yeah. So a, a young person that we know, they've finished their degree in film studies. Their goal is to be a director and a very aspiring young lady, uh, incredible, just finished, I think, her first independent film. But I do know that while she was in college, Lori got a uh, an ask from her to help out because they did have an entire, now I don't know if it was a dedicated class or not, but it was a dedicated class to presentation communication. We're making presentations to explain you know, to pitch a movie, to um, to explain a television commercial. There was a whole range of them. And it was kind of interesting that it was, you know, they they could, I think they were using Google Slides instead of um, uh, PowerPoint. But there was, there was a thought process to presentation communication within that thing. I don't know much more about it, but it did, it was an interesting thing. Okay, it's it's been acknowledged by certain industries as a good communication tool. I guess this really does align to what you were just saying there, Nolan. <laughs> um, but you know, it's the first time I ever heard anybody in a college program say, hey, could you help me with understanding how to make a presentation slide for this course? It was good. I don't think it got into details, but, you know, this hmm. also transitions to a conversation that I'm just going to announce but not have us talk about. Art directors and creative directors. First of all, the terms are all mixed up in every industry now, but many of them can art direct a slide design. They mm-hmm. know what needs to visually be done. And a lot of times they will provide really good insights into how it should be laid out. But on the technical side, they're like, no, that's not me. I, I'm telling you how to accomplish this. You make it work. And if there's anything I'm missing, you'll fill in the gaps or modify it. But uh, I, I really think there's a whole other level there of kind of that. I'm just going to put them together. Art director, creative director. They do need to know about good slide design. They also need to know the capabilities or limitations of the program so that their requests can be realistic. Okay, that has nothing to do with credentials, but there could be a really good case oh. for those people taking a class if exactly. there was something Exactly, and, and I do. I would love to talk about that more, Troy. But anyway, I it, anyone in our industry can call themselves a presentation designer. I, I, quite honestly. There's only so, one certification I know of, now that I think about it. That is... You're right. There is only that one certification, but that not having that certification with the letters behind it, your name, someone can still call themselves a presentation designer because most of us are self-taught and we literally grew up with the software that exists to create presentations. I mean, Nolan wasn't, I mean, yeah, Nolan wasn't even born when I started doing this stuff. Anyway, (laughs) but I went back to the guild's report again, and here's what they say. It is important to note that only a quarter of us have a formal education in design with limited opportunities to learn about presentations in a formal setting. And Troy, you said this exact exact same thing, but I have numbers now. Almost all of us, 93% are actively seeking out presentation-related training because of the limitations with accessing formal presentation education. Much of our industry is learn on the job. That's right. Two-thirds mm-hmm. of us uh, don't have design degrees, right? Yeah, exactly. Wait, wait. You Who, who's the, who's wait, the Troy, third? Wait, Troy, Troy, don't I, you have design degrees? I do not. Oh, Lori yeah, does. So 100% of us don't. I do okay. not. I have a lot of design. I did a lot of design and art classes in college because I think that's what I really wanted to do, but it wasn't my- You didn't actually get a degree. It wasn't the direction. No, I've got multiple degrees, but none of them are there. But I did take, I have an awesome story. I went to a, uh, uh, and you know what? 
okay, I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to say the story and I got another college thing because I just was thinking this through. My very One of my very first college courses, because I loved design, I loved art. I didn't know it was a career. I just naturally gravitated to it. Um, I took a computer arts class using Apple Lisa computers. It was <laughs> awesome. We literally created our drawing on an acetate, a clear overlay, and then we laid it in front of the computer screen so we could draw it out because the mouse control was so bad. Yeah. Um, and it was taught by two actually, this is my first exposure to somebody that made a living doing graphic design. It was taught by two gentlemen. They owned a design firm in town and they're like, here's what we do. And we're really exploring this new medium of computers just to date it. <laughs> and they're like, you know, but they were showing their, their, their clip art books, if you were, I mean, they were actually books you would buy. And Lori had a whole collection. She was actually just moaning that she had donated several of them. Um, she wanted some for some, uh, I'll just museum. say some ethnic design. <laughs> um, but you know, they were showing this and they're saying, now we could create these on the computer. Isn't that amazing? And they were so awestruck by it. And I'm thinking, well, yeah, of course you would. So anyways, I do remember that. But here's here's my other part of the conversation. I don't know if this is happening for you. We're in different states. I'm in California. In the colleges, and California has a lot of higher education options, um, but there's a lot of programs called 2 plus 2, and this has been in the news lately. So four-year universities, realizing the cost, they partnered with two-year universities, and they say, if you sign up at this JC, two-year university, you can sign up for this program, and once you graduate with that degree, it'll be all your undergrad work, and you'll automatically be enrolled in our university and finish your second two years for your, you know, your bachelor's of whatever. So it's called a two plus two. So, uh, and I have a lot of educators in our neighborhood, and we were talking about this because it was in one of the Sunday paper, and I was like, what, "What's the deal with this?" I mean, like I did it years ago, but it was only because I figured out how to hack the system in my opinion. And, uh, and they're like, no, it's really big, but none. I said, is there any in design, visual, creative, this and that? And they're like, no, they're all basically STEM programs. They're, they're, they're career path programs. Um, medical was a big one. Um, biochemistry was a, you know, anything biotech. Uh, it was really interesting. I was like, wow, just seems like such a great idea. Like, why isn't there a presentation design course? Take all your undergrad work and then we'll spend two years focusing on the the visual communication and the technical. So again, no college educate higher level education programs out there that I know of. And it seems like there's a natural lead into it with these, with this new array of programs. Okay. I've totally gotten off track and I've well, talked about two uh, things. Will, Where are we at? <laughs> you, I'm going to tie that all together with, <laughs> we're not, we're not brought up. We don't have that formal education, but even without that formal education, there are respondents who make more than $100,000 a year from the salary yeah. survey or not, well, the state of the industry survey. So there is, there's so much opportunity there. And another part of this is that a third of us are in the range of working our way out of the industry. So there's huge, huge opportunity for anyone who wants to get into presentation design. I would totally agree. Mm -hmm. I think it's, uh, yeah, absolutely. And did you see my pie? That was my pie. I, oh, is that what that, I thought that was a Pac-Man symbol. You were going to eat it up. <laughs> <laughs> it's visual, Ooh. folks. Trust me. It looked it's awesome. 
<laughs> oh, let's move on. <laughs> what? Yeah. What? Uh. What about the future? Right. The. Uh, what was? What was the quote from the graduate? There's a great future in plastics. Is there a great oh future gosh. in presentation design? Oh my gosh! It's because plastics never go away. They didn't know that at the time. What we yeah. know now is that yeah. they never go away. That's true. Um, will presentation ever go away? Will AI kill it? Are we? No. Yeah, no. Because no, it's communication. It is. It. It is. I mean, there. It's just a different medium. I mean, I go back to the Mad Men, all the 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 the, the series, the TV, the the movie, the the whole genre of of marketing, advertising. They were doing presentation, and this is what has evolved into it. It's all about communication. Sometimes it's for fun. Sometimes it's for business. Sometimes it's for things that don't like digital signage is not your traditional presentation medium. I think it's a huge opportunity, and that's why I'm so amazed that there are not more programs actively saying we will train exactly. you in this um i think um, it's huge you know plastics is big and forever and presentation i think we've got several more generations to go i think ai is going to be forever just a, a, qu a quick mm -hmm. note on that did you read michael beirut's article on ai and design no um, basically it came down to you know it's like don't worry your jobs aren't going anywhere mm -hmm. It's you just said it just like computers. It's it's going to free you. AI will free the designer, the creative up to do the creative, right? To mm -hmm. do more, to get back to doing more of, of the thinking and everything. So, you know, we, we've talked about this, but, you know, okay, you no longer have to spend 20 minutes cutting out the background of that photo. One click, it's done. Now you have 20 more minutes to do what you should be doing. You don't have to spend two hours searching for stock photo anymore. You know, I mean, I mean, this is like the the promise of the computer. You're yes. still going to be searching stock. You're still going to mm -hmm. be, you know, spending just as much time. But you know, it will free you up to to do the the more you know higher end, higher level things. In addition to the freeing up, I think it's going to evolve. It's going to evolve what presentation looks like. Right? We're looking at holograms for crying out loud some you know it it let's say that's very i don't know how far that is in the future but that person who's delivering the presentation still needs to know how to communicate well and what kind of props they use whether there's slides behind them as a hologram or they're moving things it, it's just going to evolve the presentation designer slash consultant role won't go away it just you know, the other thing that different. won't go away I, and I truly believe this is PowerPoint because PowerPoint is, you know, it's a Microsoft backed program. If you want to think about it that way, they have a lot of resources and it's continuously evolving. Um, I have a, another blog post that I just put together. It doesn't come out until December, but I mean, it's in November. Um, but I did this whole thing of like, I got given a video and they're like, we need to insert this as a GIF. And it's a seamless looping video, but they're like, yeah, we don't need it as a, you know, this and that. And I was like, well, I'm just going to, sure. And I didn't tell them what is it. I was like, okay, I'll give you a gift. Give me, give me a few minutes. And I just popped into PowerPoint, created a custom size template to the size of it really quick, export as GIF. I was like, here you go, done. Now I could have done that in a lot of programs, but PowerPoint made it like so easy. And it's a newer feature, if you will. PowerPoint keeps morphing and expanding with whatever changes are out there. I mean, I think PowerPoint was way ahead of the curve by adding 3D modeling support. Mm -hmm. 3D models still are not predominantly used in a lot of, there is still a niche element. I think PowerPoint could definitely expand its model um, options mm -hmm. to, you know, especially skinning and recognizing of overlays. But 
PowerPoint is continuously evolving. So is there a future in presentation? Yes, it's visual communication. Is mm -hmm. there a future in using this program? I think there's more in this program than any of the other programs out there. Good point. Last week, a client needed, last week, a client needed a, a video tomorrow. <laughs> yesterday and we need this yesterday exactly literally so they uploaded all their their 50 photos i dropped them in created the transitions and a loop and converted it to video it, you know that was a very basic one and i had prepared them for it but i literally spent less than an hour on creating a video from scratch wow yeah, mm -hmm. we do those. We do walk-in photo loops all the time. Mm -hmm. Yeah. And and yeah. there's other options. I, I do use some other software that gets a little more dynamic, but if they don't need audio or anything else. I do it in PowerPoint all the time. It's like, hey, you're giving me the photos at 6 a.m. and the door is open at 730. Here's what I'm going to provide you. It'll be done. Exactly. It'll, it'll exactly. look great. And, uh, okay. Um, and there are some tricks to making a seamless loop in PowerPoint exported videos that people should know about. Uh, be great college course <laughs> but what it will be is like a presentation summit or another design series is where people will learn that okay yes. let's let, we've been going for a long time here yeah. uh we're gonna end with what i'm gonna say is kind of like the traditional elephant in the room for us to talk about is there a stigma with doing presentation or powerpoint work design what do yeah. you think yep next <laughs> Really? That was fast. Uh, there still is. There still is. Mm -hmm. Okay. But it's not more from much, but... it's not from your marketing people at corporations and it's not from the C-suite at an organization. They see you as an expert, but I, I think it's more from our peers on the graphic design side. Yeah, I okay. think that's well put. Yeah. Okay. But I'm I think just it's say, much yeah, less. I agree. Because yep. they don't need us. It's they the, don't need us. The seat suite that needs you. Yes, yes. It's the uh, it's the uh, startup that needs you. It's the mm -hmm. uh, L and D that needs you. It's the okay. I wasn't going to say anything, but now I am. <laughs> I think it depends a, on. I think ahead. what you're saying it depends on how you describe your skill. It depends on who is listening, like who you're talking to, and 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 I think it's more about what's important to you. So maybe this is a little personal, but for me, you know, I'm a graphic designer that works with some of the largest corporations in the world. I'm a, yeah. you know, we're, a, we're not a small, but we're an independent little company that has, we're a preferred vendor with these huge things. And that would not happen if I was a print designer still, because print designers, there's many of them. So, you know, uh, and the fact that, you know, we get paid very well to be a designer mm -hmm. for these companies, generally I'm going to say, or maybe it's often, you know, it's that per other person's perceived notion. And I just look at it as, hey, earning income and being with my family and doing things I like is more important than a title or a mm -hmm. perceived recognition. And by the way, I earn more than you do. So let's just move on. Exactly. So, <laughs> well, that's kind of the general <laughs> conversation. Okay, let's wrap up. Okay, folks, wrapping up, I've been full of thought on this conversation since we listed the episode title for us internally, you know, what type of designer are you? And I was very uncertain if there would be enough to talk about. Well, there is. Mm -hmm. um, I was also uncertain if we would all say the same thing. So let's just be like, yep, yep, yep. And well, we did not. Uh, I was also uncertain if this was kind of like a full conversation or just a side conversation. And I think we could actually do another episode with 
the same exact title talking about you know what other people have to say. I would love to get some inter- interjection there. So hey, Nolan and Sandy, surprise here. Um, I'm not saying we're going to do that episode, but uh, especially because there's only, get this, three more releases this year. That's it. Three mm. episodes. And we mm. pretty much know the titles or the topics for all of them. So what are but we in year seven? We're, I mean, this, this is not year eight. Ever. Season year eight. eight. Season eight. Oh my god. Season gosh. eight. Going okay. into number nine. Um, so I, I have created an open ended Slido poll as a way for everyone listening to chime in with your answer to Sandy's question, which is what is your one liner or your elevator pitch? Um, you know, answer that you give when somebody asks you to, I'd love to see these. Everybody, this is open end. You type it in, everybody will see it. It is also anonymous. So it's not going to be attributed to you. Even on the back end, it, it's, I think there's a way to add your name. Well, I mean, you obviously add it in the text if you wanted. Um, so what you do is you go to slido.com and use the event code one liner. That's all one word and it's all letters. So O N E L I N E R. Uh, and then I'll put in the show notes, obviously a link. There'll also be a QR code that'll take you right to it. I mean, this is the thing about having an enterprise Slido account. I can afford to put I'll these I'll be posting there. it on social media. Yeah, 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 definitely. Mm-hmm. That would be cool. And I, I, so first it's anonymous. Second, I would love to see what everybody's one liner is not your job title on your business card is that, but you know, like, how do you describe it? I'm going to leave it open through December 31st. I don't know how, I mean, we'll probably comment it on the next few episodes and maybe it'll become an episode. Uh, and, and I will conclude with this has been a great conversation, a great episode. Uh, join us at slido.com and use the event code one liner to join the conversation. All right, uh, pro and tech tip. Uh, mine is not presentation related. It's called Rack Stash. Hold on, and- folks. Before the one gets in there, this thing is awesome. I literally <laughs> thought it was a you know he had written Rack Stash. I'm like, what is that? The link was in the notes, so you, I clicked on it, you, thinking it was a total typo, and I was going to call it out. I'm ordering these. These are awesome because they totally fit my life. Okay, go ahead. All right. Well, so if you these, have- I'm ordering one. I'm ordering their. their I only need one. <laughs> if you how many have- times can I interrupt Nolan here? <laughs> yeah, exactly. <laughs> <laughs> okay. So, well, I'm glad I glad I gave uh, something Troy to buy, but uh, for Troy to buy. So, uh, this is a if you have a like bike mounted hitch, or I guess some other sort of anything that that like that, that is hitch mounted on your car. So, I have like a a, a Thule bike rack, um, and you know those things are heavy and they're impossible to store. They're always like falling over in your garage, and you never know where to like put put them when they're not in the car. So this is called rack stash. It's a little metal thing, heavy, really heavy duty that you drill in, you you affix to a wall or a post or something in your garage or anywhere. And it's a little mini hitch that you can then put your, your bike rack in to store. So I put mine in my garage on this like wooden shelf, whatever. And, and it's like four feet off the ground and it's, you know, takes a little muscle to get in. But once it does, it is out of the way. It's it's not falling over. You're not. It's not going to fall on your foot like it, it does all the time with me. Um, so there it is. So it's called Rack Stash, and uh, and so Troy, it sounds like you have more than one um, uh, to, bike uh, rack. We have. I have. Rack. I have a couple of different bike racks, mm-hmm. ski mounts that go on the back, trailer um, uh, luggage carts. Mm-hmm. I'm like thinking of this thing going, and they're all stacked up in the garage. And they all fall over, and they've all gotten dinged up. And I'm like, this thing is like somebody was brilliant to invent this thing for you know fifty, sixty, whatever. I'm yep. ordering a couple of them. 
So and it's uh, it's heavy duty. It's well made. So you just need a uh, something strong to uh, to screw it into. So cool. That's my tip. Okay. okay, so I'm gonna say mine is also strong, but a different type of strong. Um, and and I'm packing for all these different trips. And one thing I always bring to, well, especially our Hawaii. So I'm doing work in Hawaii, and then we're staying for an extra, extra week. And you know, so that'll be phenomenal. Um, Bluetooth speakers. I'm sure you guys all have a, probably a collection of them at this point. My favorite ones, which was actually a recommendation from my daughter several years ago, Logitech Ultimate Ears Wonder Boom Bluetooth speakers. Wonder Boom, one word. And uh, they're 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 cute little. They look like a coffee mug, you know, size type of element. First of all, they're waterproof. You can throw them into the water; they can get splashed, whatever. But and they're really really good. So they're three hundred and sixty degree sound. But they, you got to buy two of them. That is the key. I mean, one of them is nice. They sync together and become stereo automatically. And they also become a, a chain. So you got to be you know, within 30 feet of your first one. The other one can be 30 feet away from that one. I think they sound amazing. Um, the emphasis is you got to get multiples. I'll put a link in there, just a general Amazon link. They're on the Wonder Boom 3 series now. Um, Why do you have daughter, to get multiples? Because they they become stereo sound. You can put them on different oh. sides of the room, outdoors. Oh. You can put them, you know, when we're at the we're when well at our in our backyard, the swimming pool has a you know water features and stuff to make noise. So we we separate them apart. You can actually get more than two. Um, but anyways, you know, they kind of spread them apart to keep this the 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 music level nice all around. But the fact that they sync together so well and it just sounds great. Um, I didn't know about the stereo part of it. We used this at Lauren's wedding. Um, her older sister, who was the maid of honor, could not make the wedding because of the pandemic. And um, that baby, she recorded her um, oh. maid of honor speech. And a room filled with people, that one little speaker, it was awesome. It was like she was in the room on a microphone. It was great. That's so, awesome. Yeah. Okay, there's a like PowerPoint. An there's a use I would have never imagined. <laughs> yes, there's a use. Okay. Well, let me, I am going to recommend a book that I am in the process of using. I, I'm the kind of person that doesn't necessarily read a book. I use it as a resource, a reference material. Anyway, Presenting Virtually, Communicate and Connect with Audiences, written by Patty Sanchez, Chief Strategy Officer of Duarte. It is Oh. This little book is filled with great information on preparing the technology, um, storytelling, all of the things that make anything that comes out of Duarte great. I have it. Cool. It's on my shelf. Yep. I do not, and I may very shortly here. It's very <laughs> good. Including the link to Amazon. This is Troy from TLC Creative Services, professional presentation design studio. Checks out tlccreative.com. VXPmeeting.com is our virtual meeting platform for online meetings and attendee registration. And then there's my blog, thepowerpointblog.com. PowerPoint tips, tricks, and all kinds of fun stuff there. This is Nolan from Nolan Hames Creative. You can check out nolanhamescreative.com to learn more about presentation and data viz training and find some free downloads on the goodies page. And if you want to design slides without bullet points, check out thebetterdeckdeck.com where you can get the actual deck of cards, the PDF version, and even the PowerPoint source files. And podcast listeners always get a discount with the code PODCAST. 
And this is Sandy Johnson with Presentation Wiz. You can visit my website and blog at presentationwiz.biz, the Presentation Guild at presentationguild.org, and you'll find me on LinkedIn as Sandra Johnson, PowerPoint MVP, and on X as PPT Wiz. That concludes presentation conversation number 185. You are invited to join this conversation at slido.com with event code one liner. The link and QR code are also in the show notes. Episode show notes are available at the presentation podcast website, thepresentationpodcast.com. The presentation podcast is produced by TLC Creative Services Inc. and new episodes release on the first and third Tuesday of each month.